Welcome to the whatever number episode it is of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Here once again on a Thursday evening, this time with the illustrious Mr. Gene Hopkins. Yay, yay. Dub K in the house. Dub K in the house. We took last week off because basically life. You know what I'm saying? Cats is running around. We've got mad things to do. This post-COVID world is now shaking itself up. And Rob won't be here tonight because Rob and the Philadelphia Phillies are getting ready for the World Series. So big shout out to our man Rob, who we give a hard time for working for the man. And hopefully you'll get some of that World Series love from some of those ladies out there. You know? And... uh, (laughs) And uh, Mr. Grant Lancaster right now is on his way down to Alphabet Street, the evil state of Florida. Yes, I call it the evil state of Florida. I keep having kind of, Florida is a big topic of conversation in my house at all times, Gene. I don't know if you know that because we're all up there in age and it's like when we were kids, Florida was a retirement spot. That was the retirement hotspot. If you wanted to retire as an old person, you'd go to Florida. It's been evolved into different stuff right now. And um, my lady's daughter has always wanted to move to Florida. And as such, my lady would like to go there, too, and everything. And my daughter lives in Georgia by you. So I feel constant pressure on a weekly basis to leave this hustle and bustle in New York to come down to South, either Georgia, Florida. They just came back from Alabama a couple of days ago. I'm not fucking with Alabama. I love the Crimson Tide, but ain't no way you're going to catch me in Alabama. I just keep about thinking about right. all these states that a couple of hundred years ago, Negroes was without their Nikes breaking four 440s to get out of. And now they want me to move back down there and move back down there by my own free will. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Wait one second, John. You got it. So I, I can hear you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get the start show started tonight. And what we're gonna talk about is something that we don't normally talk about a little bit, which is popular popular culture. And this time popular culture is Mr. Kanye West. You can't not avoid you cannot avoid talking about Kanye at this point in time because Brother Man has a lot of different issues that are going on. As far as the number of companies that he was worked for, Kanye, first of all, when we were coming up as musicians, nobody ever thought that, or it would be hard-pressed to think that a rapper would be a billionaire. Puff has done that. Jay-Z has achieved that. And Kanye West was the one who had did it the biggest. And now, at this point in time, Kanye West is in the process of being canceled by popular culture. So I'm going to read to you a list of companies that have dropped Kanye West over the past couple of weeks. We have Adidas, Gap, Peloton, which has um, Peloton, if you take those classes, you won't hear any more Kanye West music to actually get you amped up because Peloton has banned all of his music from being played during their shows and during their workouts. Mm. I'm just giving you this for I'm just giving you this a cheers because an applause because apparently it's popular. Skechers, 
TJ Maxx. Christie's, which had was getting ready to sell some of his A1 Air 1 prototypes in an auction. That won't be happening right now. Def Jam, his contract ran out in 2021, but they do collaborations, and of course, they will no longer be working with him. Balenciaga, Foot Locker, no longer carrying his shoes. MRC Entertainment, well, that was the Kanye documentary that we were talking about that was such a good thing that his boy had taped him from the time that he was just a normal cat in Chicago trying to come up. And that documentary was about to drop, and they paid a couple million dollars, and Kanye was nice enough to actually give all that money to his boy. Hopefully that won't affect that bread, because that show will not be airing anytime soon. Vogue magazine, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, which... I don't know why we're surprised at that one. That's the same bank that actually bankrolled slavery back in the days, or one of them, along with Barclays. And, of course, Donda Sports has taken a hit with Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown both leaving his agency. So they are no longer working with Donda Sports. And all because of the fact that Kanye West has decided that he no longer wants to hide the way that he feels about certain segments of the society. Um, Do you feel it's right that Kanye should be getting canceled in this matter, Gene? Oh, hell no. I mean, first of all, I'm not going to cry for him, but because, you know, uh, I'd like to be canceled with a few hundred million. Uh, but uh, what what I what I will say is that uh, you know as my position on everything in this show is when the crowd's running one way, I'm always you know going the other or walking the other one or watching them or this and that. And it seems like everybody's piling on now. Like you know, there's a lot of hate and people's blood and shit. You know, and and they're happy that this crazy guy with all this money they wish they had. You know, it's, it's, it's taking some hits, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to tell you something, though. He didn't lie. And and what, what's, uh, what's amazing to me is, is that so these folks who run the record industry will let you basically confess to murder, confess to wanting to kill somebody, uh, calling people all types of crazy names and this and that, and really, really tearing down your culture. But the minute... You you talk sideways to them about what you perceive their culture is. This is what the, and then and then look and then all these motherfuckers is is joining on. When I heard about Aaron Donald, them I was like, man, y'all some bitches. I mean, you know, it reminds me of, and I told you about this. It reminds me of when Dwight Howard said free Palestine and they had that motherfucker apologizing real quick. I mean, you know, because he really, I don't think he knew what he was saying, but I'm talking about within an hour or two, he was recanting all that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know there's suffering and this and that and so on and so forth. And that's just what they do. And I'm telling you, man, as long as they paying these millions out, most of us are going to dance that motherfucking jig. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's true. You know, let's let's be honest. Like certain topics are taboo, and you know, in my in my business, for example, like I work in real estate, and I work with a number of different Jewish people. What's interesting to me about the Jewish community is the fact that they run on both sides. 
you know, you've got a bunch of Jewish people that are really upset about what's going on, but then a lot of these Jewish people that are upset about that, they also support Donald Trump because Donald Trump, he supported them moving the embassy to Jerusalem, for example, and he claims to be a friend of Israel. But at the same time, while he's a friend of Israel, it's his followers that are sitting around here that are saying all this anti-Semitism, that are pushing all this anti-Semitism and running it down the road. So what it reminds me of is... Remind- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, look, I, I don't understand why it's not clear to everybody when you have people like Vlad TV, who admittedly says he's a culture vulture, right? When you have the open knowledge of the record business, what is done in history, who profits, who usually doesn't, you know, uh, uh, where the, how the scales are balanced. When you know all this information... Man, it's telling you, man, it's that CD, man, that cognitive dissonance. I mean, you know, we suffer greatly from it. And, and you know, if we love something, if we love something, we're, we're, we're just going to find a reason to support it, even if there's evidence saying, look, this ain't right. Right, right. And it's definitely not right. There's a lot of stuff that isn't right. I think that, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and what we came to the, what we came to the assumption is that... Um, Things like we talk about on the show as far as like being things not being all black and white or left or all right, you know, the the little things, the nuances in life are actually lost to us. Or at least we're not and definitely as black people, we're not allowed to be nuanced individuals. You know, I can discuss something in the Jewish community about how half of the Jewish community supports Donald Trump because of his policies on Israel, and the other don't support him because of the fact that a lot of the anti-Semitism is being risen and being spoken in Donald Trump's name. Okay? By the the Tiki Torch carriers. Exactly, (laughs) by the Tiki Torch characters. But, like, there's someone right now that's listening to the show that's like, oh, no. Fuck no, because we're not even allowed to even have this discussion. Even talking about this is the taboo. Just having the conversation is the taboo. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I'm glad. I'm glad they ain't paying me. Because, you know, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, they have the resources to make anybody's life uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, I ain't far from the bottom anyway. Shit. You <laughs> only fall so far. You <laughs> so for so much. You know right, right. So, and so, I mean, but I, I say that to say that I don't have any apprehensions or reservations about saying what's what. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, so, I, Russell Simmons got on and gave a take, you know, and he talked about how throughout his journey, there have been Jewish people that have been instrumental to his success, right? Right. And then he also tried to mix in that, you know, some of those same Jewish or the Jewish people have supported, uh, I hate to say the, the phrase black liberation organization because I, I, I don't know that they were ever that, but black assimilation organizations. <laughs> You know, right. you know, but but you know, at one time everybody was about that. There was no distinction between black assimilation organizations and black liberation organizations. Well, not as much of a distinction. So they were heavily supported. Is my point. And so, yeah, I understand all that about history. 
But there's another something I understand. I understand that if you are taking a position that suggests that a motherfucker should be thankful for some shit, you know, uh, uh, especially motherfuckers that have been historically oppressed and at the bottom and everything, they should be thankful for some of the help and stuff like that. Not only thankful, but they should be thankful in the way they perceive what being thankful is. Mm. Which is basically, the, you know, basically the, the cow, tie, cow down, bow down, you know, this, that, and everything else. And the sad reality is this, man. Look, man, if you're going to play in their world, meaning you are playing their game with them to see who can get the most money. They play that same game against each other, whether they see it or not. It is at the core of capitalism, that kind of competitive spirit, especially when it comes to, to you know, generating uh, business revenue, whatever your product or service is or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That is the core of the attitude. So they play that game with each other. They play that game when we enter in or allow or you accept us as a player or we move in and force our way into playing. But we are still playing a game that has a set of spoken rules and unspoken rules. Mm. And the unspoken rules are those things that you find in the crazy books like 48 Laws of Power on how you're supposed to cut a nigga throat or, or dash his eye out, you know, or destroy him or do this or that. You know, all the, the, the strategic moves that, that, that uh, leave somebody uh, uh, either, you know, limp or, or dead. Right, right, right. You're supposed to do all that. So, so I'm only pointing all this out to say this. Kanye West is playing the game with them, and this is how he's choosing to play it, right? Right. So we're we're on the sidelines, uh, and when I say we, I don't do much of it, but I see a lot of it. Judging his moves, mm. right? As if we have any fucking idea, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, what, is, what it takes to play the game at the level those cats are playing the game. Mm. And so, and so, and in doing that, in our simple-mindedness, if you would, or just lack of experience, it's easy to just pile on and hate. Well, and and, I, and you know, it's it's almost like that's the pa- but that's our pattern. We're still a broken, we're still a wounded people as a whole. You know what I'm saying? No one's recovered. No one's healed and, and running equal with peers and shit like that. You know, like, like they have you believe or try to believe. No one's doing that. No, we're still wounded. And, 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 and you know, hurt people hurt people. And we quit to hurt each other. And that's what I found find alarming is that, look, man, okay, so everybody's going to jump on the side of the, the people who have the strength the side of no liabilities, right? Right. Because you know what you know uh, for some reason, for either because they hope to gain something or they fear losing something if they don't. Right. And very few people are standing up and. But and this is when I knew it was this is when I knew Kanye is on the island. When Farrakhan spoke up for him, I knew he was on the island because ain't nobody gonna roll with. Ain't nobody going to roll with Farrakhan when it come to, you know, <laughs> take it aside. You know, huh? Because as far as they're concerned, he is the badge of anti-Semitism. Oh, boy, anti-Semitism. That's the, that's the worst know? corner uh, right now. 
That's the wolves calling right now because that's exactly what that is. So it, there's nothing more tribal than Farrakhan yeah. in America, and there's nothing more scary to white America than Farrakhan with the microphone and a large audience because right. he will break it down to you. And people have accused him of being an anti-Semite, and he said some things that were he said some things that were anti-Semitic per se, but no more than what I've heard about. Anti-black music being things that were anti-black being said about people on records or on news shows. Or television who, who, said, shows. who said that? Anti- who said those things? Who, you said he said some things. To, well, there are some things. Uh, well, that's de- it's, de- it's debatable. It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> right? No, it's no, but, debatable. no, it is debatable. But you know what? But to a, but to a large segment of America, it's not debatable. It's not even like... Oh, yeah, that's what a, I'm saying. It's yeah, not a because, like they say, perception, perception is reality. Exactly. And, like, you know... You know what I'm saying? Just to, in, in every way, shit. Just to build upon, like, what you were saying about the commerce piece of it and having to deal with these... Like, I'm in real estate, and I'm in New York real estate. I've had conversations with older men who, coming from the 50s and 60s, changed their last name from... Whatever it was, Irish Catholic or um, Italian or whatever, to something like Cohen, just so they could feel like they could get a fair shake in the real estate business because they wouldn't get Patels these, do that. Yeah, and Patels do that. Right. But now, but that's a different thing. There, there's So it's a big mishmash of people that go through these different things. I myself have cut a lot of large checks that have come from people from that community you know so i really have to but i've i'm i'm outspoken even in my personal life when i speak to people and i have one buyer of my properties who is extremely pro-israel his family lives in israel they live in israel so the conversations that the, the conversations that we have and that we have had have gotten so heated at points that we just decided that we were never going to talk about the stuff again because the most important yeah, thing was the, is the commerce in the United States. But here's the difference between him and me and everything. Here's the huge difference. He can feel this way and he can actually equate these things and he can express them in words and then he can actually fly out, which is what he does do, fly out to Israel and actually live his truth. Because he's got his country, he's got his culture, he's got his community right there. So in a large way, when he says something, and because this is, because here's the interesting part, Gene. Here is where he and I agree to the biggest point, to the biggest extent. It's all about what... This is a I'm sorry. This, well, is someone, this is someone you, that, I, that I work with in a, in the real estate business that I've done a number of deals with. You know what I'm saying? We've mm-hmm. he's put some bread in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm not he's put some bread in my pocket for real. But the thing is that mm-hmm. the thing is that um and we we are on opposite sides of pretty much a lot of different things. But first of all, where we agree at is that he's like me. He doesn't give a fuck what I'm thinking as long as I make him that bread. And I'm not giving a fuck what he's thinking because at the bottom, because at the bottom line is that when it comes to make that bread, when it comes to get that paper, he's the one that's actually paid the best. So on those lines and along those lines, I'm not mad at dude. 
I don't have that. And I do a lot of stuff in Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, race is polarized in Brooklyn. You've got the Caribbean communities and the Jewish communities and the Indian communities and the Hispanic communities living right next to each other and not trusting each other and not liking each other. And a lot of times mm-hmm. that carries on into business and in different places. But the bottom line is that all of us in America, we all sign on to the same thing, which is the commerce system, the free market system, quote unquote free market system, and how we make money. And that's what we have to do. So as black people, we've adopted their system their rules, their laws, their commerce. And the last thing that we've adopted, unfortunately now, is their culture. Because their culture tells us who we cancel without a question and without a doubt. Right. So because the threat is because the culture, in order for Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown to stay with Don Sports. They got to make a stand. And, you know, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, he graduated from Cal. Cal is one of the most well-known educational institutions, liberal institutions in the country, well-known for its black activism in the 60s and the 70s. This is a place where the sprinters that actually put their hands up in 1968, this is where they come from. But... When Jalen Brown's bread is threatened, and Jalen Brown is big in the NBA Players Association, all that stuff, but you threaten my bread, and I'm going to have to cut you loose. So right. activism, activism stops at the bank is basically the bottom line for most people. <laughs> well, uh, right, for mo- which, is, which, of course, is, uh, is sad because... Uh, well, I mean, it's just sad because there's, there'll be no progress until there's a, there's some real strength and uh, and you know uh, like a unified effort towards some type of change. And you know, there's there's a lot of organizations that have tried uh, that are still trying tirelessly to make that happen or to you know. Uh, you know, just to do the work from kids, you know, like uh, one of this guy on my friends list, you know, they have a food program fashioned after the uh, the uh, what do you call that? The uh, successful food pr- program the Panthers had. OK, which you is, the free, which like is the free lunch program that was based yeah. upon yeah. every that every state has right. adopted. That plan, that that free lunch program that your kids eat from, black, white, Hispanic, Jewish, whatever, that came from the Black Panthers, by the way, if you don't know that. But, yeah. Right. So, 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 so there's, so they're, I I think they call Panthers too, and they're out of Philadelphia, and they're doing stuff like that. And my point is, is that, that, you know, they're doing it with young people, and it's a long journey to start from the youth and build some, you know, build something stronger or something more intelligent, you know, as a whole and stuff. So, so there are people doing, uh, there are people doing the work. You know, uh, 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 towards that, you know. Uh, but before I forget, man, I wanted to jump back and, and just say one thing. You know, the only thing I ever want a traditional Jewish person to explain to me is why is it that the darker people in their country are getting the shit in the stick? 
And I wanted to explain it to me so I understand it. Not with no pie in the sky, religious bullshit, this, that, and everything else. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear, you know, I want them to say, you know, as intelligent as we are, why is that the case? And that's one of the things Kanye was saying was to go and ask a, a question similar to that. You know, that was one of his questions. Uh, you know, and and at the same time, I think all he was pointing out is, is that, look, you know, that's a microcosm of uh, America. Well, so also, you know, I mean, what do we, what do we, what do we, and, and, the, and the worst thing you could say to them, man, especially man to the folks that, that you know. See, well, this, this, <laughs> they, this, that, that getting into that brings the conversation into dangerous territory because of the fact that um, genetically, Jewish people don't come from that area. There's not there's even genetic basis that shows oh, yeah. that the current yeah. you know that's a dangerous not, conversation, bro. It's, it's a dangerous <laughs> conversation right there. That's like that is the ultimate cancel conversation right there. Honestly, if you right. wanna if you wanna call it what it is, because you're you're reaching into a different level of that's like that's like talking about all things coming from out of Africa, including education and universal mo- university modules and everything. That's like yeah. you know now you're now you're in crackpot pot territory. You ain't possibly. That's not really possibly the truth because <laughs> it goes against the narrative. Because the truth gets told by the victors, doesn't get told by the losers. Right. You know, but right. a lot of times the reason why you lose is because you know who's more likely to win a war. A barbarian or a scholar depends on the war, on the weapons of the scholar. The scholar is always thinking that the enemy is redeemable, has some type of redeemable quality about them. It's going to show a little bit of mercy, but the barbarian is going to cut off the heads and hang them up on a spike. Well, here's here's one of two things: either he is calculated, right? And is playing the long game, and these are his moves, or he's not, and we're gonna see a, a we're gonna see a, a you know a, 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 a what do you call it a graphic crash and burn out. probably flame out flame out <laughs> <laughs> oh boy is flame out we're talking about oh here they you come know. here they come this is what Kanye is hearing right now in his bedroom. It would be an amazing, amazing fall from grace to see. Is it possible for someone to blow through a billion, tell you a couple what, of billion dollars? I'm going to tell you what dollars? the next move is. I'm going to tell you what the next move is, right? What's Their that? next move. Put them in jail for something. Oh, well, that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. <laughs> that's like not even. That's, that's not even a surprise. You, you know, know what the, know what the sad well, part is? Well, that's what you just know. It's you know what the sad part yeah. is, though, Gene. You and I both know that. What? You and I both know that that's what's coming next. But there's other people that ain't gonna believe it. That they they you know it's like it's the script is like written down. It's written. Dude, in like, they're taking they're they're taking the polls now to see how much of the public would be behind it. Yeah, and, and the, the public, public is crucifying him right now. There, I haven't seen, I haven't heard one person standing for Kanye, man. Well, that's because he you had to have made. That's because he had to have made some millionaires out there, a bunch of them. That's because, <laughs> but that's because you're not on parlor. If you were on parlor, if you were on the Donald Trump websites, if you're in the groups that support that far right whole thing. 
then you're behind Kanye right now, and you're supporting Kanye. Kanye came out today, supposedly, that the headline is Kanye, Kanye West admired Hitler. And Kanye West is talking about his admiration of Hitler. He has a lot in common with the with the far right with those people. But you know, anyone who's having an analytical or a intelligent conversation about Germany pre World War Two, I heard that before in school, before anything else, and it wasn't from a I think it was from a Jewish teacher who stated himself that had Hitler stopped before World War II, before rounding up the Jews, he would have went down as one of the greatest men on the face of the earth. And this is what Kanye is saying, in effect. And this is what other people have said, as a, in effect. It's the truth. Because what he did economically for Germany was great. But... The whole thing about rounding up people and like cutting their skins off and experimenting with them and everything, bad, bad. You know, it's bad. We can admit, we well, understand that's bad. No. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah, you know, one of the one of the things that's really scary though. It, it, it's not even scary, but it's just it's not even alarming. It's disappointing because, you know, uh, I'm 53, and the only thing. It's really exciting to me. It's something that looks like it's progress. And so <laughs> one of the disappointing things that, did, that looked the opposite of progress is just how many people piled on and went with the crowds just because of, you know, what the, what, what the, what the media has said about uh, this man and you know the the sound bites and this and that you know <laughs> the trump progress you know and, and, and it's like damn man we ain't even looking we ain't peeling at least two or three layers back and seeing you know what the fuck is going on progress progress today skips conversation completely and totally it goes straight to the twitter sphere and memes right. and conversation and like you know any conversation right. of intelligence because it goes we go right to emotions as people, right. you know, we're the only, we're the only, we're a species on this earth, just like the, just like dogs, cats, deer, lions, zebras, and everything. The difference between them and us and everything, and we've shown, and you, you can see that there are emotions that happen in the wild between animals, and even alliances between different groups of animals. I was watching a, a video the other day where a hyena saved a warthog from getting eaten by a by a um, lion. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck does that happen? Where does that where does that gang sit down? Where does that gang sit down happen? Where all where that shit is peaceful, right? So there is some type there is a level of intelligence in the wild that we never even consider or even think about, nor should we. You know, their shit should be their shit, our shit should be our shit. Right, you know, so right. if you're an animal and you're listening to this podcast, we're down with you. We're with you, animals. We're we're down. So, but the point of the, but the point of the, of bringing that all up is the fact that there are things that ha, that people have to discuss in order to understand completely. You know, we're in a we're in a situation where no one wants to be told what to do or what to think. But at the same time, they're waiting to be told what to do and what to think. Any conversation that has any type of 
uh, nasty point to it and edge to it, you can't have it. It's canceled. It's canceled conversation. This podcast, I might put this podcast up in its entirety at this point, but you realize that even though we haven't said anything controversial or anything lies, we haven't we haven't disparaged any groups of people and everything any more than any more than we've been disparaged and you know we talk about ourselves all the time on the show and that's okay it's that the difference between us and them is that i look at us disparaging us as black people as being equal to disparaging other groups of people but they don't see it that way because we can say anything we want to about us but we can't say anything about them Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's uh, uh, skit he did once, or part of his stand-up, he explained that he had to tell a lady on the show, the Chappelle show, he had a, a discussion with a lady uh, because they told him he couldn't use the derogatory term for a gay person, right? And uh, that they could never use that. And so Dave was like, well... Y'all don't have a problem with me saying uh, nigger. Why is that? You know? And so the late, uh, well, uh, you know, so why can't I say the derogatory? And so they, the lady said, well, you're not gay. Uh, or, you know, and he said, well, I'm not, I'm not a nigger either, you know? Right. Right. So my point is just, to, just to, the thought. That that being the thought process before it even has to be pointed out that that's the knee jerk for what is and what is not allowed in our culture and everything else. Uh, that's what they think and that's how they feel about it. So they have a hard line when it comes to what they define as anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. You know, or anti-Semitic, and so they have a hard line. And anybody that comes across that line, that you know. Uh, seems that their position is let's respond with lightning when they blow feathers at us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it just so that, it, that there is no uh, there is no treatment like what's always described in the early 1900s. Yeah. You know, World War One or World War Two, so that that never happens again, right? Meanwhile, that's why it just blows my mind, man. Meanwhile, we are we have to just get over uh, centuries of right. <laughs> and psychological and, just, and physical oppression and everything else. <laughs> and if we try to buck at that, yo, the people, the other victims are the ones who are in charge of framing it, right? Yeah, and then I don't even want it to be a victims v victims things, but something has to give because, uh, because you know you don't have a problem with us expressing ourselves when it comes to anything and everything derogatory against us. But if it feels it's derogatory against you, we have to. It's off with our balls. You like no life left for your ass. You have you know essentially you have essentially expressed my entire existence in the nutshell with that statement and let me explain to you why I feel that way we could have I would have absolutely no problem and listen to me I would have absolutely no problem with any white person who came up to me and said I'll just forget about the past and forget about all the things that have happened we're here now and this is what it is now but the problem is 
you motherfuckers are still fucking up now. You're still fucking up now. We are still getting pulled over on the side of the road and harassed for no reason. So now, if I'm dealing with just now, this guy's fucked up, that guy's fucked up, it's still disproportionate. It's as disproportionate in a different way. So I can't possibly forget about the past because you're not supporting changing the now. You don't support actually me living a life on an equal pale with you. No matter what I've earned, no matter what I do, no matter what type of culture, it's going to be okay for some piece of shit motherfucker to come up to me and ask me questions and try to run me down and try to browbeat me and everything. And this is my issue with certain people. Like, I ran into, I run into police, like I was up there uh, around the corner from my house having a conversation with the crossing guard, with the police officer. You know, I don't think nothing of it. I think nothing of it because I'm not at war with that person and that police officer is actually a cool per- person. Now, the one that I met that I, that was there yesterday, on another occasion on that same street, I was having a conversation with the crossing guard and um, you know, we're having a thing and the police officer made a point to say something to me about moving along. I don't know who this motherfucker is. When you put that uniform on, I don't know whether you're a good person, whether you're a bad person, whether you're whatever, but I'm going to treat you like a person and I'm going to read you like anyone else and deal with you accordingly. And if you have a problem with that, then you're the one that your reality, just like I'm not coming to live in your reality is basically my point. You know, this guy can, this guy, my friend, my Israeli friend, he can go and he can actually live in his reality. No matter what, I can live in my reality within the borders of my home. But when I step out into the other world, in order for me to live in that same reality, I've got to force my will. And I'm going to continue to force my will in order to live that, in order to live my life. Because it just is what it is. I ain't taking no shit from no, from no black people. So what makes you think I'm going to take some shit from a white person or a Jewish person or an Indian person? It just drives me. It just like it just makes it does. It doesn't drive me crazy. It actually makes me laugh because, you know, I'm I'm like not the one. You know, I was in the store the other day and it was an Indian guy that was acting like an ass. And I was like, B. I was like, I, I basically I tore his ass. I, I tore, tore him a new one. Yeah. And then I called the the his job. And then I called his corporate headquarters. So I did it the right way. And I did it based upon, I didn't yep. do it based upon bias. I did it based upon the way he was acting. And guess who was on the other end of the line? A brother. Mm. So you know how that's going to go down. It's not going to go down well for him. You know, so we all have our, we all have our power. We all have our places. We all have our ways. Why don't we just make everything even for everybody and everything? But you can't do that. So, but you really have to, because everybody is really even at this point. See, that's the good thing about the world evolving right now, because people don't really go out together. So we really are just all faces behind the computer. And as faces behind the computer and people that are watching the same TikToks, that is like, in a way, it's making us the same people, even as we go in our separate ways politically 
and with all these, um, I think, I'm trying to think of the right word, but as we all go in our different ways and into our different corners, we're actually more the same than we've ever actually been. And that's the reason why all of this anti-Semitic stuff, all this anti, um, all this anti-black stuff, or the rise of all these hate groups. The reason why is because they're scared because they know that people are basically becoming the same, and if they don't get their message off now, they never will. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's you know, it's it's probably a combination of like disgusting capitalism. And, and all the jostling required to run the rate, the capital, you know, the, the race with the very rich and, and to, you know, uh, always have claim to whatever your thing is. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be diamonds or this or that or what, you know, and I say that because that's their thing, you know, uh, amongst other things, music and, and, and Hollywood, you know. Uh, and so and then, you know, to make sure that you, you squash out anything that comes up against it and stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, man, I want to feel, I want, I'm telling you, I want to feel bad for Kanye simply because I don't like all these, Kanye needs these, help. all these, all these idiots, I don't like all these people, I don't like the people who pile on, you know what I'm saying, yeah. instead of trying to resolve, and I don't know that he, I don't even know that he needs help, man, because I'm going to tell you something, man, look. Look, you know, that man running with them folks. If he don't know what he's doing, that's the truth. You, you know, uh, what does he need help with? That's Keeping a billion? I mean, there's people who need help with tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I can't cry for help. You know, but, but, but what, but you know, one thing, one thing about it is though, I do want to discuss what did he say and why does he feel that way? What are some of the talking points for? What are the talking points against? This and that, and so on and so forth. So why is it that all these businesses will cut the opportunity to make money just to squash him out? Because they, what did they just... They labeled a black man something? I mean, come on, man. I don't mind you labeling a black man anything, but you're going to label a black man racist. It's like now you're even pushing that narrative, which is by definition a, fuck, a, a, a false narrative. Right, but billionaires and people with money, they try to put them in a different area. What's interesting about what you said... Oh, because about, he has the... Yeah, because he has the bread and he has the means. He's in a different... And the and power. Kanye, right, yeah. and in a way, Kanye is kind of also trying to to differentiate himself in the same way. Yeah. And that's kind of even similar to what I just said and about wanting to just be treated like Kanye, just wanting to be treated like X. What was it that you said a second ago? Um, Yeah. It was um, yeah. Ask me, huh? Yeah, you know. You better push that motherfucker. You better push that motherfucker rewind button, bro, bro, because it ain't up here. I was just talking. I was talking about his. whether or not uh, oh, we, you're, t- you're saying he needs help, and I was like, help with what? You know, yeah, stay, keeping a billion dollars or help with living till tomorrow? You know, and I'm gonna tell you why you remember that, man. I hope that I hope they don't try. I mean, I hope that I hope the end isn't some like death or something, man. I just hope it doesn't. It don't go down like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, if it does go down like that, does Kanye have any? Does Kim have any um, sons with him, or they're both girls? It's all girls. I really what, literally no, don't pay it, attention. It's not a boy and a girl? I don't know. Shit. I'm not, you I'm asking not, me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he has boys and, or girls involved there. But either way, it's going to be controlled by Mama Kardashian. 
or whoever it takes over for that. And Kim is going to law school, so that way she can learn how to basically be Mama Kardashian when they've long since forgotten about her sex tape, which I doubt they'll ever do, because it's a piece of pornography history. So someone's always going to watch that. I saw that interview with Ray J. Ray J talking about he hasn't had to work ever since, pretty much. He always makes a nice piece of bread <laughs> off of that, off of those residuals. So it's like, yo, God bless, because Ray J was never going to be a star <laughs> in the R&B business just because of different factors. I'm not saying he's not, he doesn't have talent, but it's just Ray J. So, you know, he's made more of a name for himself by doing that tape than anything else. And Kanye's still mad about the tape. He's still mad about that, what happened. He thinks about what could I have done with Kim K had I had that before anyone had seen that. That tape would have never happened, yeah. and I could have bought her up myself. But the truth of the matter is, Kanye probably wouldn't want Kim K had he not seen that Look, tape. I don't... I, I just tell you the truth, man. I, I, don't, I don't even... Mean, you know, I, I can... I can care less outside of being entertained. What the fuck, you know, going on with Kanye and uh, how he handling this and everything else, you know. But what what I what what I'm like I said, what I'm disappointed in is the pile on from a bunch of, I mean, just a bunch of losers. A lot of times, you know, in many ways that they just got a pile on with some idiot shit to say about this, that, and the third and stuff. And look, these are the same people. He sold out the arena, you know, for church Sundays or whatever he was running. <coughs> These are the same people worshiping and praising with him and calling him Brother Kanye. Now it's off with your balls, man. Because Ain't nobody like, coming forward to say, yeah, no, he's our brother. Because honestly, nobody. Because what they see is they see an opportunity to pull him down, climb up on his shoulders, and maybe take a small position of his space, a small bit of his place and get that bread that he's now that he's now generating. And that goes to the fact that they feel like this culture has more value than the old black culture that had us all knowing each other and friends with each other and family knowing family and we're not even doing X, Y, and Z. Like I was talking to a friend of mine, um, my Puerto Rican boy from Brentwood you know, we were running it. We used to run around my man Gil, and we used to run around and play baseball. And I was gonna meet him in Philly and go to the um, go to the World Series with him. And we were talking about how mm-hmm. we all used to be. And he said he was watching the Sandlot, and that's how we really were. It was like a black kid, you know what I'm saying? It was the white kid. There's the Spanish kids, right. you know what I'm saying? We were all different types of kids, but we were also family to one another. And now, as we've right. gotten older. Some of us are still family to one another. And then there's one of us, the the white guy, who, like, you know, has been, who did some questionable things, you know, and we can't really fuck with him so much anymore because of just, just code shit. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at the code. Right. You know, just like, it's right. broken. It's broken. Right. And... That's a, it's it's the family thing. Those were the things that we valued, but now the things that we really value are Kanye's money. They'll give up anything. Like Kanye, he ain't really canceled because you're never canceled as long as like that money will buy you whatever it is that you want and everything. Company. That's why. 
ahead. That's why I. That's why I. I'm concerned about whether or not he has to go to jail because you think about big black people that have been canceled, right? And how the, the pile on was real for whatever reason, whether justified or not. And we've spoke about it on this show sometimes, whether it's Bill, R. Kelly, uh, who else? Uh, they tried with Dave Chappelle. They did. And maybe Kanye could bounce back in a fashion that Dave did over time and everything else, depending on how he handles you know what the what the attempt right now. You know what I'm right, saying? Because right, it's right. heavy. You know what I'm right. saying? The attempt is heavy right now. So, but but most people are not going to. Uh, most black people are not going to bounce with OJ. Right. You know, uh, uh, anyone you could think of, you'd be like, oh, these people did horrible things, right? But that's and people will say how horrible, you know, anti-Semitic. Uh, uh, comments are <laughs> you know? right, right. You know what? We started. We started this I'm whole. Just, uh, are, it was, all I'm, yeah, all I'm pointing out is, is that I think you know. I, I fear that you know it has to result in some type of serious injury or bodily harm for it to, you know, for the point to be pushed that you don't go here, right. Well, you know what? The, and, we, and we butter your bread, motherfucker. Right. Well, well, look, we started out We started out this whole podcast with one of the main things that we were saying was going to be the hype and the dope conversation was cancel culture. We were, right. we, you know, we, we were just cracking up about how much fun we were going to have laughing at cancel culture. And now it's two years later. And I was cracking up like last night. I saw a commercial with that Sarah Silverman chick, and she said some grotesque things as a comedian, just like you know nasty stuff. And she's been canceled. And the com- and in the commercial, she says, "Yeah, I've got to save up for when I get canceled." She's already <laughs> been canceled. I I was like, "Yo, right. Sarah, you get a round of applause and, and laughs for that one." Because it's like you just basically brought the whole shit full circle. There's no such thing as cancel culture. Unless you're black. If you're black, it exists. Right. <laughs> it actually exists. So you need to right. tread lightly. It exists and you're probably you... going to jail. And you're going to jail. You're probably going to jail on the grave. Uh-huh. Jail on the grave. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And like, listen, mate. Like, be like, you know... Like I said, the the anti-Semitism, I only can judge people based upon the people that I know. And you had said something about, you would like to ask the people in Israel about what it's like for how come the people of color in Israel are the ones who catch like, are you getting know, this shit, who catch are it. getting this and, shit and in. I, and, I can tell you, and I can tell you like the couple of times when I've snuck that into conversations with different people, it's like, it's a dissonance that comes in. We're Jews in America, we're not Jews in Israel, and we don't necessarily agree with everything Thing that these people do but at the same time they're the ones they're in a dangerous situation they're holding up guns on all on every side of every border so we're going to support everything that they actually do so i i've always taken that same philosophy and applied it to black people so when I hear somebody like Kanye yeah, say something familiar. like that, when so, yeah, when somebody when Bill Cosby with his situation, I'm not going to be the one to turn my gun away from my borders and towards Bill Cosby. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, because I just can't right. do that. Because it's not what other people do. But they ask us to do right. these things all of the time. So it's like, and that's the right. part of the culture. And that's the, and that's really the last piece of black culture that they were able to snatch and grab and hold. And now they're ringing around like a fucking cat that, that they're throwing around by the neck or a turkey by the neck right now, trying to figure out what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. And whatever they can't get away with, they're chipping away at that. They're chipping away at that, right. too. You know, because the one thing right. that you couldn't get in the 70s was, like, you couldn't get a black man to trust a white man before a black man. Right. Can you? Would you say that that's the case now? Not even close. I mean, it depends, man. I mean, they still. I, I mean, it's it, it's uh like I said, man. There's so many disappointing steps. I don't know how far back we are, but I but I will say this. I've always said this. Change can happen at lightning speed when it happens. It could. So, you know, uh, uh, the likely, uh, I mean, it's more likely that it's chopped over time. But these days, time is really, really short. And change, and it, it, whether it's a miracle innovation or whatever, can happen at lightning speed. And, and you just never know. But I, I don't know, man, shit. We, we, we're going to see. We're going to see. I think, human, I think, honestly, Gene, human nature is going to surprise us because I'm watching this war in Ukraine. And these Russian guys, they tried to pull up more soldiers, and a lot of those soldiers were either trying to refuse to, to show up, or they were breaking limbs so that way they didn't have to report for duty <laughs> and shit like that. And a lot of them are, you know, these Russian, the Russian guys that are now, it's like they're now in control of a lot of stuff on the internet. What gets heard, what doesn't get heard, they're hacking, they're doing all this different stuff. And you're taking, like, the most manly of men... And in a generation, you've taken like pretty much half of them, and turned them into like uh, people from Utah, or like someplace, you know, the Amish. In a certain extent, it's like so that change has been different, and nobody predicted that. Nobody could predict that happening. So these guys, like right now, it's like a weird place in the world. You got these far right, really angry people like Bolas Narrow and Putin. You know, especially Putin, who's like into this whole ruggish, thuggish, like Russian man thing. And the Russian man ain't even into that right now. They're not. You know, their mindsets are someplace different. So the rubber ain't meeting the road, and there's really no plan for that. Because what happens is everybody's like, what's happening is Russia is, like, losing. And now it's a possibility they could lose the war in Ukraine. That's crazy. I'm going to tell you what the deal is. This is the deal everywhere, right? This is the deal everywhere. Wars that have been fought were fought during time periods where there wasn't anything competing for someone's attention. But these days, <laughs> these young folks, they come, they come up in the world where their attention is going uh, 60 different ways, and you're telling them to get all gory like the history books and this and that, they're brave and charged and nice. And man, they're like, man, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. You got, listen, you got, you got all the, if you're a Russian guy in Russia, you see all these beautiful Russian women on the Internet that are going over to the United States. I'd be trying to focus on trying to keep one of them at home. 
you know, one or two of them at home. That's where my that's that's my thought process. Like you already have heaven on earth, and these guys want to they want to command things and rule What's different you things. You saying they're Russian women that's heaven on earth, John? I'm saying they're heaven on earth for them Russian dudes. And for a lot of white men in America, and for a lot of men in America who basically listen, Russian brides has been no, a thing for a minute. This is the reason they, why the reason why they're, they're high commodity because it took a Russian woman to come in from and infiltrate the NRA and end up no, being caught as a spy. They love that shit. No, what I they love what that I was shit. gonna say what I was gonna say was uh, none of that matters to a young person. Like I said, who even that thought of chasing women and stuff is competing for his attention. Right. You see what I'm saying? I see they what are you're built saying. different now. Yeah. And, and that competition, it, it used to be that was the undefeated competition. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? But that was always right. going to win. It's going to draw you. No mas. Yeah, but they don't have no to. No mas. They, but listen, you don't have to compete because they share. The girl isn't for just one person. The girl is on Tinder. So she's for one person on Tuesday and someone else on Thursday. And someone else. It's like, yeah, it's not the same. I can't even wrap my head around that yet. I can't Still, wrap my head. Listen, never, I'm not, I'm not going to, we're not going to be able to because you're married and everything and you're not going to get that chance. And I'm like semi, I'm practically married. So it's like, I am, it's the same thing. We're not, we don't get no, to No, when I say wrap my head around it, I'm not talking about uh, experiencing it. I don't even know if I would want to, to tell you the truth. I mean, maybe years pass, but now it's like that's not placed at such a high value that I'm willing to take all types of risk and shit. You I mean, know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I feel you. It's not, to me, it's not, a, it's not appealing the way that they go about doing it. I used to, like, personally, I'm a brother who liked the chase. You know, I like to, my, my line was, conversation is a lost art, let's find it. And that line was such a great line that Rob can probably claim it too. We both used the same line and everything. We used it, you know, I don't know who came up with it or whatever, where we heard it, whatever it is. But there's a lot of brothers that I know that have actually literally taken that line, hearing me say that to another woman and taking it and said it. And repeated it as I, and I know this because these women have come back and told me, you know, what they said. They said that they said that line. And then after that, it was like, duh, because they didn't know how to follow it up. Because conversation is a lost start. And if you don't have the art, you know what I'm saying, you need to leave with something else. Like, I got nine inches, for example. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> That's the art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm saying if you don't have the art, that's what you should leave it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what oh, you should okay. leave it. I got you. you. Know yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's right. every, there's levels. There's levels. You know what I'm saying? Some or brothers Or your bread or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be your bread, it could be your car. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got their different thing. And you know what? Viva the difference, man, yo. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? Y'all make it happen any way you, you want. Like, for me, that's somewhere else. That's somewhere down the line for me. You know, I don't have to. I'm not going to leave with that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody right. else is going to leave right. with their truck. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, it's going to be whatever it is. It's going to be whatever it is. But you know what, Gene? We done did an hour already. 
All right, yeah, but t- yeah, you know, and I almost I feel almost bad about talking shit on uh, about Kanye for now. I almost want to boycott the Kanye subject. You know, I have all but boycotted as, as far as poster concerned. But it's like, come on, y'all! Now, now people know. I mean, everybody chiming in. Oh, he lost a billion. He lost. It. Y'all in his pockets now. Well, that's that's but but is that real? That's that's what they value. That's their value. That's where they're valuing him by his dollars. They don't really give a fuck about Kanye. You know, in the '60s, we admired Martin Luther King Jr. and um, Malcolm X for their words and for who they were. We admired James Baldwin for his bravery and how he stood up to things. Nobody was worried about whether James Baldwin was making a million or two million or whatever. The brother was making right. enough bread that he was able to pay off his families and buy his family home and things like that. Because that's what that level was. So it's like our value system right. has changed. So now what we care about is whether or not Kanye is making bread. Nobody's really going to care about the inner part of the soul and everything. Our soul is on TikTok. For sale every day when you get different people dancing to our music, doing the dances and doing the songs and making more money than we are in the songs. Because that's where the value is. That's where our value is as a feeder. So it's like, how do you change that? That's a topic that's a longer conversation for another show. From the A, Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins. Hey, hey, I'm talking about... In the in the clouds right now, man. I've been blowing it down. Yes. I got some of this. I was confused about this title here. What was the title of it? It was uh, it's somebody's name and shit. Oh, yeah. The uh, Gary Payton. The Gary Payton. Yeah. The Gary Payton. I got some. We got to get you on the, like that. We got to get you to sit down on doing Delta. I know like doing one hour is hard enough. It's a shorter podcast. We only do about half an hour and have you talk about some of the strains of cannabis. Can I get you to commit to that on board in trouble today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. What? You know, even though this can even though this can be edited out. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll edit this out. We'll definitely edit this out. <laughs> no, no this way. <laughs> All right, born in trouble. John X, your host. Episode twenty something. See y'all next week. Peace. All right.